Hello and welcome to the Waypoint Set Podcast. I'm this week's OCJ, reminding you to please stop listening to our president when it comes to this coronavirus. Um, we're a week late in recording, but it's fine. We have a lot to talk about. Um, a very relaxed state, uh, you know, state. Um, joining me more than six feet apart is my co-host, Christine. <laughs> Hello. Um, reminder, uh, stay home, please, you insensitive fucks. Because this shit's not funny anymore? Yes. Like, no, <laughs> like, it's not. Today, the guy, you know the song Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that band, that, that lead, he died today. Because of it? Yes. He was only 50. Oh, no. He was in his 50s. That's awful. As a reminder, so it's April 1st, currently, like, got, and, and I, I don't mean to start this off, like, in a downer, but it, it guys, it's gonna April get... April Fool's, aren't you going to say April Fool's? No, like, yeah, 2020. Or did he really die? He did die. He died today. Oh, I feel but like a jerk now. I, it, it's fine. No, no, no one knows anything now, like, you know what I'm saying? But I will remind you, like, guys, this, this, um, this thing's going to get worse before it gets better. We have, we have, we, what is it? We're getting to the, we're at, we're at the stage now where we're prepping for the worst. It hasn't gotten to the worst yet. You get what I'm saying? Like, we're, like it's, it's supposedly like a month away from like getting bad when we're supposed to reach. Yeah. So guys, like, please like don't fuck around with this. Like this is a bad thing. This is a really bad thing. Please stay inside unless, you know, unless you, yeah, yeah. I'm not shaming you for getting your groceries. I'm not shaming you for going to work if you have to, but you, you can don't go to bars, don't go to restaurants, don't invite people. Well, people don't really, don't invite people over either. Don't, <laughs> don't invite people to your house. Like it just because you're outside doesn't mean you can invite all your friends outside to play basketball either. Don't. I saw some of my neighbors doing that. Please don't. Don't do that. Exactly. Just stay, stay home. Stay We're home. We're privileged enough that we have like electricity and water. Yeah, this isn't like you know? a hurricane season, especially you know us living in Miami, where um you know we're used to being isolated with the added like bonus of no electricity, right? We're staying. It's like a forced isolation. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, now, yes, we, we're we, like you said, we're privileged enough to have the resources, right? Um, stay right. inside. Do not listen to it. again, please. Like whatever numbers you think there are, I promise you, they're worse. Don't lose a what oh, is yeah. it? Every for every for for all these uh, recoveries going on, people start losing a what is it? They let their guard down. Um, don't do that either. <laughs> like, please, 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 please. There are other things you can possibly do for that you don't need to do. <sighs> Whatever. It, it's frustrating, but it had to be said. I didn't mean to start on a downer, but it, 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 it it's getting it's getting serious. Um. A- anyway. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, I had yeah. It had to be said. Stay home, fuckers. Um, yeah, don't be don't be a jerk. That's the. Especially. I have to go to work still, so exactly. if I see you, <laughs> do you see that meme where it's like um Justin Trudeau, and then it's like that TikTok meme that's like if I see you on the street, but your ass is done. <laughs> Good times. Or was I Cuomo? I don't remember. Just don't listen to anyone. Stay thing. home. That's it. Please stay home. Don't invite. What is? Oh man, don't invite your your. What, your 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 boyfriends or girlfriends over if you're if you have a roommate. Who's... Stay home, Brett. Yes, yes. Stay home, Brett. 
Stay <laughs> home, Brett. Brett, you fucker. <laughs> yes. Uh, God. They should be chastising the girlfriend, though, in all honesty. A hundred, no, both. She's a dick. Yeah, I, well, I mean, both of them. Like, Brett needs to realize that he needs, first of all, he, he, his name's Brett. <laughs> like, that's already, <laughs> that's already, like, 13 red flags there. I think he should be punished on, on that basis alone. Uh, second, yes, this girl should be, for those who don't know, we're referencing this, um, this hashtag, um, this this girl I don't I forgot what her name was I, and I hate that I don't I can't I remember. forgot and she was like a nurse or something like that and no, she's so, like yeah so oh. th- this girl posted this like message between her and her roommate now this girl has a condition already or has something that if she catches you know the coronavirus like it's deadly right um and and she was in an argument with her incredibly passive aggressive roommate. <laughs> um about she's like oh i'm glad you're trying to to stay stay, like trying to quarantine or whatever but brett is still coming over yeah so so you could wipe down all the surfaces or something like that yeah it was a very dick move incredibly like what a jerk like no no one realizes the severity of this like this (laughs) oh yeah but again you know christina and i are, are doing you know for once i feel like i'm doing my civic duty by just sitting at home and doing nothing I, I'm a true. I was gonna say too, like I'm a true I bet ally. you that nurse girl probably probably jewels. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a very relaxed episode of the Waypoint Set podcast. Again, we're a week late. Um, is it though? No, nothing is. Nothing's relaxed. This is a. But Admittedly, all the things I've been doing are not relaxed. Yeah. So, um, this is you know we're gonna we I had two episodes planned last week. One of them I recorded with our friend Cody from the Tired Obsidian. Unfortunately, technical difficulties um, with that audio. It, it, it's not it's not great, and um, we tried recording with our friend um, another friend of the podcast, Catherine. She wasn't available either, so we were kind of like lost. Yeah, Corona. That, that's not funny. Don't even joke like that. Don't even joke like that. <laughs> that's mean. Catherine, if you're listening, like, not as mean as I am to you, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> as mean as I am to you. That's terrible. That's terrible. But, um, I think, no, it's funny as, um, because I, I had messaged her and she was like, hey, listen, I can't record. I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, oh, damn. And then she immediately texts me after, it's not the virus. LOL. <laughs> I guess now... I mean, we all, like, in all sincerity, we all probably have some strain of it. There's no way we could be living in Miami. The most populated, like... not have been exposed to it, at I, least I went, some element of it. I went shopping, like, two or three times. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I'll watch. Oh, no. My job does not give a fuck about us. <laughs> so, I've been dealing with customers. So, guys, stay Like, handing home. me money, getting in my space. Don't take your kids out, either stupid like you know what i'm saying like just stay home walk around your block don't people are like oh but um but i don't want to stay home but oh but like well too bad the stores bro. are open don't go to target Wait. don't go to target to go look at house stuff no, man. they should block your ass from target yeah, for real man Stay home. You don't need to buy guinea pigs today. Please turn around. <laughs> yes, you work. Yeah, your Christine works at a pet store, and <laughs> I won't disclose which one, even though like they're they're of of, of their, of, there's only three of the three. Yes, of the three, she won't disclose which one's them. in a closer vicinity to my house. Yeah, but what, no, like um, she, she's gonna be smart about it and not reveal. 
not reveal the uh, I'm not admitting to to where I work, so they can't pursue me legally. Yeah, what is so. it? For legal reasons, this is a joke. Um, <laughs> investigation. Um, anyway, so but I just... I've had customers, yeah, by by pets, and little do they know that our return policy for pets is 14 days. So if they do close us, and you do buy an animal, Jeez. and you decide to return it, you're stuck at home for two with weeks. It. You're stuck at home with it. That's the funniest part. Yeah. They're gonna. Get... Have fun eating guinea pigs a la Peruvian style, bitch, because we're not accepting it. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, I wanted to go back to into what we've been up to. We've been playing. Um, two major games came out on the, on, on the 20th. One being a game in which, you know, an unrelenting force of evil sucks you in and slowly chipping away at your health. The other is Doom Eternal. <laughs> I'm, of course, talking about uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons Doom Eternal. Two arguably the biggest releases, two of the most polar opposite releases, released on the same day. Um, again, two just massive games, right? Like these, these, these already like the two biggest games twenty twenty so far. Um, wild. So you know, Christina and I will have our, our separate um impressions of both. Um, and then uh, everything else we've been up to, I have like a my my list that I separated. Um. But I guess we'll start with um, the, the new games, right? I, I do want to ask um, I do want to ask you, Christine, then if you want to talk a, a bit about Animal Crossing: New Horizons, since that's what you've been playing. Do I? Yes, if you have. If... Do I? I bought Switch for this game, bro. Don't don't mess with me. So yeah, go ahead and okay. tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what what it's um... like. What, what what things you've like you know uncovered how you're responding to everything going on online about like what what's 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 like the word on animal crossing then so like it's exactly or almost exactly the same as new leaf like the same quirks like as any animal crossing um i like it i like that it's a lot easier to manage like it's a lot more customizable and there's like a bit more i guess like of a timeline that you could follow whereas like new new leaf didn't really have that like i felt like it was you're kind of on your own, you know, and you have to, like, find missions yourself. But this game really does offer a lot of, like, opportunity to, like, tutorials and stuff, which I feel like New, Her- New Leaf doesn't well, I feel like didn't they, really. I feel like they had to because it's on the Switch, which is, like, this massive console. So I assume, like, how many new players are picking up Animal Crossing right. game for the first time? Um, I still haven't died by way of tarantula, so, <laughs> um, I enjoy growing my museum. I had my friend come in and destroy all my trees and chop them all down and take all my flowers. So I went to her island and I stole all her, all her fossils, and now I have a complete T-Rex, um, fossil, so, yeah. It's warfare. So you like it so far? I feel like Col- Christopher Columbus, yes. I feel like um what's what's that guy um I feel like Cortez with the Mayans <laughs> destroying everything. So what else have they added? Like what makes this uh, game stand out then? The, 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 like, um, what's like what's the sort of um the 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 day to day like then for Animal Crossing like for this one specifically? Dude, I I'd like to thank this game for giving me structure back in my life, honestly. Because I wake up, I go on Animal Crossing, I water my flowers, I go look at my villagers, I dig up like all these fossils, and it's a routine. Um, today was is the first day of spring, I think. I don't know, we don't have seasons here, so. But um, 
like in Miami. So there's like a whole bunch of new insects and fish and there's a bunny which is weird and it reminds me of the snapchat bunny hunt thingy um but from what i'm seeing so far they're getting really invested in a lot of like the seasons and holidays so i dig that um what else really like i said the only incentive that keeps me playing is um like the museum like my goal is to fill it up I saw, what was it? I saw, like, people were posting, like, the, the, that custom artwork feature is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you have to have an online membership to do it. Yeah, well, that's expected. I mean, Nintendo's still learning right. how online works. Um, I, I no longer have a Switch, so I'm looking forward to buying, my, buying a new Switch with not being able to transfer my saves because I didn't have an online membership at that moment to transfer them out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> But okay, I'm glad it's good. It seems to be catching on a lot. It's a, it's this massive like thing. Like everyone is where everyone in the world's playing it basically. Yeah, and it makes it a lot easier than New Leaf to get invested in it. Like they, it's a lot easier to get invested in it. Where do you see this game like in in a year from now? I don't know, it's like one of those games where I don't think you could ever see an end to it, so I feel like you're going to be like consecutively playing it alongside other games. I'm not playing any other games at the moment because this is the game that, this is like the game, you get me? Yeah. So, um, I could see it like being kind of like a, a little farming style game where you just go and check on your people and see what new like flower mixes there are and stuff like that, because you could makes flowers that's pretty cool like it makes it yeah easier to make different types of like flower colors so i've never played an animal crossing game i am a huge um nintendo fan though so of course like i know the history and i i i'm well aware of like its roots from the gamecube onward um i i i'm weird about it. so i don't like uh, sims right i don't like sim games as much like i can't really grasp it right um I, I, this is a farming game, like farming in the sense that like it's a lot of grinding. So if you don't have the patience to like level up and wait for stuff, um, I mean you could time skip, but, but we don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So I, so I will say this, um, like patience is I do have patience. I don't like having to make my own fun. I'm I need some structure in a game, right? So a, mm -hmm. a, a game like Minecraft, as much fun as it is, I can't do like creative mode and just and build something i have to do like what is it the survival mode because there's an incentive of like collecting resources and building and, and just surviving right but hmm. games like sims where i create someone and just play house i i can't function i i need some more structure there right like i need a game i don't necessarily need like a story i just need a game to get me i mean this one is very loosely guided okay so, like, you'll have villagers, like, come up to you and be like, oh, hey, well, you know, I lost this. Or you'll be walking across, like, your village and you'll come across, like, an item that somebody lost and you have to go give it to that person who lost it. I was gonna or it's, say, like, stuff to help develop your town. Yeah, I was going to say, are there, like, quests and, and, and such? Yeah. Okay. They're, like, side quests. It's a game of side quests. Okay, so that I can probably gel with a little bit. Right. Um... I, I do like, like there's this 
ghost that shows up on your island and then you like go speak to it and you scare it so then it like dissipates then you have to go collect all its pieces okay really yeah it's like there's little incentives but it's not like don't expect it to be like okay so you made it to this checkpoint now do this yeah i like i don't again like i story is like the least thing i need i, I story to me like th- that doesn't as long as there's some structure i will say though i do like how it's essentially acting as like this this um this this huge social game because everyone's like sharing everything everyone's playing together um it, do you it, see those people who are selling like bells on ebay and they come to your island <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, it, it's ridiculous i mean we all expected this would happen but like it, it, it's ridiculous i know that people are you know asking for like different items to trade um or, or they're yeah. bartering it's amazing how this game has its own economy and like it's translated onto like people on twitter saying hey anyone have have this thing i can trade this or pay with this or you yeah it, it's amazing yeah um i've already gotten three different fruit fruits so my main fruit is in orange so I went to my friend, and then she gave me pears and peaches. So my so. my question then um, is: This like a Death Stranding, Dark Souls thing where me wait, me holding off to buy it will make the game better because other people have already done things, or will I just be in the same? No, I mean, okay, it won't affect your island. Okay. Unless you have somebody you want to play with. So let's say you get it later and I've already built up my island. I could give you all of my resources. But if you don't have anybody who's advanced, it won't matter how advanced somebody else is. So my other thing is, does it matter if I ever... Does it matter if I play the game late? Will I still have the same amount of enjoyment as everyone else does? Yeah, I, I think so, because it's very choice-based, too. Okay. Like, you make a lot of the choices. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you'll get the spoilers to some, like, to certain yeah. tools and stuff. I saw, like, the like the events and stuff like that, but, I mean, I can deal with it. Um, right. Like you said, then. I mean, it's like, it's like any Animal Crossing. If you know Animal Crossing, all the elements are still there. Okay. But, like... You won't get spoiled, like, you won't, it's not like a plot twist, because there is no story, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's, I think that, um, that comforts me in a way where, like, I, I won't feel No, like... there's, like, I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah, there's really no story. Like, unless you're one of the competitive types that it's, like, you see somebody do something on Twitter and then you immediately want to copy it. That's the, what is it? You'll be fine. The FOMO. Yeah, you know I'm saying? That's yeah. what fear of missing out. Yeah. Where I that's my thing. Am I gonna get that when I if I play this game late, or can I just cruise through? No, it No, because pace? you, it's it's literally it's like literally your island. Okay. So there's nothing for you to model it off of besides your ideas. You know. Okay. Unless you want to copy somebody. Okay. But uh-huh. yeah, like it's like the only thing you'll get spoiled, like I said, is probably items and like upgrades or the events that they but have. But stories, right? Stories, no. Okay, then that's that doesn't that doesn't bother. Then that's fine. Then so I I will I will eventually pick this game up. I will like I will get it. Um, you know, sooner rather than later. I I do want to. I I do. I, what is the Switch has been like my console where I. When I, you know, I, you pick up everything because it's there. Um, I mean, I'm the idiot who bought, not, I didn't only buy Skyrim at full price on it. I also got Final Fantasy X and X-2 up for full price on it. After well, hey, I both. got Assassin's Creed 3 
for like 20 bucks. I still haven't touched it on here. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> like that. It's just so convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I'm tempted to like even buy like Mortal Kombat 11 on there just to have, you know what I'm saying? Everything that I possibly can mm-hmm. just to have. Um, same thing, Assassin's Creed 4 is on there. 4 and Rogue together. That is I, such a... The only thing that I do have to say about the Switch Lite is that it does get kind of hot and it does run out of battery a lot quicker than I thought it would. Yeah, well, it depends on the game. So, for example, if you're playing a game right. like Zelda or Mario Odyssey, those games are much more um, intensive. Like, they, they'll take up a lot of resources. But, like, in my experience playing something like... um like hollow knight or i'm trying to like another like any other 2d like game ghost um, game yeah the, that'll that'll keep it like at, at a decent pace i know the light has a much better battery than the than the original yeah Hollow's, so i'm excited um I, I yeah i like the light i don't know if i would have gotten i feel like whenever i would play with um, your switch that I was gonna break off the yes. What are those? The Joy Cons? Mm-hmm. Like they feel so flimsy. Like I feel like after a while of wear and tear, like one will snap off and yeah. not like adhere to where it's supposed to go. So what I was gonna yeah. Then so my thing is I will eventually get a like one because it's cheaper and two because I realized like I'm my, my switch my handheld to TV output was like what eighty twenty. Mm-hmm. Everything was handheld for me. Um, like you said, it's convenience. Um, being able to again, being able to play Skyrim on a, on such a small screen is is amazing, right? Um, and right. man, and to, for me to be tempted to just buy The Witcher Three despite me not, not even liking it as much, but just to have it on that, that's an amazing. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've come to appreciate it. I have not touched my PlayStation since, which I probably should. Like for bigger games, obviously, I don't expect the Switch to to have like a massive yeah we're not like, open getting... world type games like like assassin's creed odyssey or stuff like that yeah i doubt we're gonna but... get um cyberpunk 2077 on switch <laughs> right yeah. but like just for now like to play animal crossing and switch between like a 2d game or like an rpg is like fun you know Okay, well, I'm glad. I mean, I, I assume we'll have more. Do you have any stories from Animal Crossing you want to tell? Anything interesting happened to you? Um, I'm trying to think. Because uh, I, I remember, like... I had, I had, but... What were you going to say? I remember talking to, because, like, Catherine, she was, like, telling me, like, oh, I have, like, stories to tell. Like, I can't imagine, like, what you had either, where... Is, has anything happened? How, how I will say like how 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 many like frequent like interruptions are there in the game, or random events that that'll, that'll just come up from the, from nowhere, or does everything feel very like scripted and guided? Um. Well, you do like I said, you do have villagers like come up to you and be like, "Oh, hey, look, I brought you this," or "Oh, hey, like um, you gave me this, so I'm giving you this, or I'm contributing this to like the museum or to this um." what's it called like i know you're collecting stuff so i'll give you this you know um as far as the villagers go i i don't know i find them a lot more interactive than the other ones um you get to build their houses for them and like kind of like interior decorate for them so it's really cute um as far as i guess tails like you know when you shake trees wasp nests fall out i caught 
I ended up catching a wasp. Like, I caught it with my net without even trying. Hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, besides the one that I said where my friends stole all my stuff, that's pretty much it. That's pretty cool, though. I'm not inviting any more friends into my, to my camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen, like, the, the upsides and downsides to friends, like, on camps. That's funny, though. Um, well, I am glad. Because right? I'm, I'm ahead of all of my friends, so they come in and they just buy stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go to their islands and it's, like, underdeveloped. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am glad that it's out. Um, a very peaceful, like, serene game where you know, to enjoy, like, whenever, while the quarantine, everything else seems to be, like, going wrong. Um, oh, yeah, this has been my, my, like, like I said, my structure, so. That's good. I'm glad. Um, on the opposite end of that, on March 20th, I picked up a, I have a Doom Eternal. Um, the, by now, it's been a, it's been a while since it come, came out. I, my review is up. I reviewed it. I, if I were to score it, since I don't score games, I would, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably give it a ten out of. The game is great. Um, it, it's it has some of the best and like purest action I've ever played in a game. Um, it's, it is brutal. It it is, and it's funny. So I played on the normal difficulty, right? Like the medium difficulty. Uh, I mm-hmm. I it was intense every time. I it it got hard, but I never felt discouraged. I never got frustrated. I was just like, oh, I just want to play this. I want to keep playing because it's fun. And very rare for a game to do that. Most games that are hard for me, I don't want to continue. I get frustrated to the point where I just get lazy and just try to bum rush it through. It's like, okay, how do I how do I get through this in a way? Because they give you a bunch of these tools, and they all work. Every single every single weapon they introduce works in different ways um, against certain enemy types and everything. So every every level feels like a puzzle, basically. And it's up to you to sort of solve, okay, I got, like, three enemies going after me. Three of them are weak to certain weapons. How do I, how do I approach this? And I, and I really like it. Um, it it mm-hmm. feels less like a first-person shooter, and it feels more like an action game, comparable to something like, you know, Devil May Cry 5, where it's not about... Very, very, and I wrote this in the review, very few games ever... All games are about killing something, right? Um, okay. You 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 uh, in an action game, it's like okay, you have to just kill this enemy, just do it. Very few games sort of force you to sort of think about how to kill. Right. And I I like that. I like that this game, for however fast it is, it's a very fast paced game, but it still forces you to think on your toes, unlike anything else I played. Um, it's like a strategy game, basically. Exactly, everything's a strategy, and I love it for it. I think it's um. It's definitely probably it's probably my favorite game of the year so far, um, and it, it'll probably be very hard to top this, just on how much fun I had, um, and that's rare. Like games, fun games are fun. Yes, I'm as much as I'm looking forward to Last of Us Part Two. I'm not gonna have fun with that game. <laughs> like, no, I, yeah, because it. I think it's too realistic. Yeah, too. um, something like that. As as great as it is, it just it looks bleak. Um, it'll probably be like a great. Um, what will be like the highest rated game of the year? Pulling the bet, right? Um, or you, this, this though is just fun, and I like it. I like how fun it is. It reminds me why I like playing video games, which 
we'll talk about later towards the end of the podcast uh, on, on that subject. But Doom Eternal, essentially, you know, it, yes, it's a brutal, scary action game about demons and its gory and everything, but it's like what I needed now. That sort of push, you know what I'm saying, for games, and I, right. and I, and I love it. I love it. I, who was it? I've talked to Cody about this. Um, where I don't like first-person shooter campaigns that much. I've always been more multiplayer-focused, especially when it comes to games like Call of Duty and Halo. Um, the exceptions to that being the first Doom in, 20, in 2016. And, you know, I'm like one of the few people I, I think I'll, I'll say I, did, I don't like Titanfall 2's campaign where everyone just says worships at the altar for it. I, it's not my thing. Um, but for me to be invested in a campaign, I think I played this for what? It's like... 15 hours 16 i think almost 20 hours Jesus. right the 20 hour but i beat in a weekend i rarely do that with games rarely do that with games i rarely finish it within the same weekend um and it's not just because i was rushing through it no it's because it's just fun to play it's just fun and i really appreciate that um <laughs> after i beat it i wanted to do nothing more than just go back and play and you can ask christine <laughs> where every moment, every moment I wasn't playing Doom, the first thing I thought of I was, I want to play Doom. Um, and it's rare for a game to do that. Um, I still have to go back. I want to try to 100% the entire thing, collect every secret. Um, I'm not going to go on the harder difficulty yet, <laughs> just because I'm scared. I think it's like, my joke oh my was, God, oh, yes. my joke was, I, I'm, I, I, I feel like I lost weight playing this game after every level. <laughs> After a little, it's that intense. You you rarely escape within it within an inch of your life, <laughs> but it's great. Doom Eternal. Um, if if you're unsure, my thing is if you haven't played the, the Doom twenty sixteen, and you're unsure about this game, I just I'll say, man, go for this one. It it essentially makes twenty Doom twenty sixteen obsolete, and it's very it, what it, it this game feels like a reboot to that first game, which was already a reboot of the original Doom nineteen ninety four. Or so names there's like 50 different dooms yes yes there's two doom ones um i'm glad they didn't call this doom 2 <laughs> like because there's already a doom 2 um as a bonus i, I doom 64 pretty cool <laughs> i got the game with it oh all right christine how about you what else have you been up to um so i'll admit i have been watching like a lot of um historical things mostly to make up because I do not have class anymore so one of my classes was it's an American Revolution class so we discussed like the politics behind it and all that that good stuff right so I started watching turn and I had watched it a while ago I believe like only up to season like two or three I never finished the show so I'm going back and I'm on season four right now like it's such a good ass show can you like, describe the show for those who don't know what what it is what's it about give a, a quick little like synopsis um yeah it's like a american revolution show so it's basically about like this um group of spies like spying for um like the continental army so like america and they're spying and it's basically just like chronicling the development of like the spy ring and how they get um, information and all that. It's not boring. It's with, I think, what's that guy's name? Like Adam Bell or something? Uh, Jamie Bell. Adam Bell? Jamie Bell, something like that. 
Um, and it has a really good, like, cast. Um, it's not, like, a boring documentary type. It's, like, an actual, like, full-fledged, like, a historical fiction show, I think. It's AMC that, that, that has it, I think, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, it's good. It's, it's, it's a good action show. Um, sometimes it gets kind of dull with, like, every single history show. But I am enjoying it as kind of like um, a makeup to what I'm missing in class, I guess. Um, and besides that, I've been doing a lot of reading for class as well. So I've read again more American Revolution books because that's one of the main classes that is like making me read full-on novels and historical fictions and uh, monographs. Monographs, I think. Yeah, monographs. So um, one of the books I'm reading right now for class which I actually found interesting is Epic Journeys of Freedom so it talks about like slaves like before and after the American Revolution and like the irony behind the revolution even though we didn't grant slaves freedom until like Civil War basically Um, and it talks a lot about like how they would gain their freedom from like the British and they would become like really strong allies like American slaves with um, British forces because they were they would guarantee like their many missions. That's pretty cool. So it's a pretty good read. Um, that's mostly what I've been doing in my spare time besides playing Animal Crossing. Um, the other games I have here. So um, a few days ago, I believe today's Wednesday on Monday, I was sent to review code for this wonderful indie game called a Creature in the Well. It was released last year on the Switch and Steam. And finally got a PlayStation 4 release. Um, it is... To describe it, it's essentially a dungeon crawler. Top-down hack-and-slash game. Think like Diablo. Um, with this beautiful um, art style. Like, straight ripped out of a comic book, almost. Gorgeous. Um, the, the art style reminds me of Journey. Uh, and and, oh, okay. and I, I, I love it. Um, but it's a hack-and-slash dungeon crawler mixed with pinball. And the way that works is, so you play as this engineer who has, who's trying to restore, uh, who's trying to defeat this sort of creature in this, I believe it's like this base where all this power comes from. You have to turn these generators on in this well where this creature has taken over. So you play as an engineer going in there, and you have, your method of like turning these things on essentially is you have a sword, you have a pipe, and then you have a sword. The sword is meant to charge up power. For these little like orbs or like these little balls that that, that sh- will shoot at you, and then the 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 pipe is to bounce it off to hit certain things. So there's a lot of strategy in this. Um, a lot of the the levels play out like pinball, uh, with blockers and everything, and it's 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 it's, it's anxiety inducing sometimes just because it's really hard, but it, it, there's also moments of pure like serenity, very. Very few games capture like the sense of like hopelessness that the that mm-hmm. you know this main character you're playing as like everyone doubts him and everyone no one wants anything to do with him and everything just seems so grand so this game really captures that sense of like hopelessness and you know what it takes to do the right thing and what it takes to to get something done and I love it I I'm almost done with it it's a very short game it's been busy but I'm almost done with it I'll have a review up soon. But I wanted to, to highlight it just because it's it's absolutely phenomenal, and I thoroughly recommend it. On it, it, again, if you have a Switch, 
Um, this, this seems like the perfect platform for it. I'm playing on a PlayStation 4. Um, if, if you're a, a freak for like platinum trophies, this one has this one has one, and I I, I recommend <laughs> it. It is, it's it's unique and, and I and I really like it. Aside from that, my one big game. So as you if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've officially retired with the Redemption Two. Um, Finally, meaning that I finished. Not only did I beat the game, I did as much as the end game content that I possibly could want to do. I collected every bounty. I've hunted most animals. I think I stopped because I got mauled by two bears on two separate occasions, and the experience like like just completely messed me up because it's it's incredibly realistic and it's incredibly like scary. Um. You know, rip, rip, You're rip. just scared of bears. Yeah, well, it's like, it reminds me, of, it's it's literally ripped straight out of the Revenant. And it completely, like, I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. But I, I finished because, like, it's it really is. I, you know, again, I'm, man, the, the episode that Cody and I recorded that got lost, he told me something, and it was like, you know, it's good to know when to stop playing a game. It'll always be there, mm-hmm. but, like, it's kind of good to know just to, when to put it down. And with Red Dead... I'm glad to put you it. You didn't down. know. I did not know actually, um, because shortly after recording that podcast, I started. I picked it up again. <laughs> but now I officially retired it. I'm not deleting it from my hard drive because, first of all, the game's like 100 gigs, and I'm not going to wait to that to download that yeah, again. It takes forever. Oh, uh, but I just stopped playing it. Like I'm like, okay, I'm done. I saw what I wanted to see. I'll come back to it eventually but for now let me like play something else so what am i playing to fill up that void i decided to pick up assassin's creed odyssey again and both games are completely different but in like really good ways whereas red dead's about surviving um you know harsh conditions and heart and harsher people um it's a game about you Mm -hmm. know surviving the elements it's a game about um betrayal and all this stuff assassin's creed odyssey is essentially you're building up to be this ultimate like warrior right and right. I and I love it. I I finally if fi- everything finally clicked with me because I'm like okay let's see how I they have an option now to to turn off the, the to like mess around with the level scaling. So for those who don't know, what Assassin's Creed Odyssey does is you level up. Enemies are usually they have like a number above them that determines like what level they are. One level above you is inc- is is hard. Two levels above you is damn near impossible. Um. Hell, even like the same level as you is hard. Now they have an option where they can you can scale it back, um, so that enemies are below you and you keep leveling up, like most RPGs, um, if you keep grinding enough. My my thing is I didn't want to lose out and like whatever uh, rewards you get for um, for for defeating certain leveled enemies, so I kept it, but I perfected my build. Um, meaning. I realized, okay, so the way to play this game is you have to focus on, like, a certain... You have to, like, really... You have to play smart and play, um... And perfect, like, the way you not only upgrade your weapons, but the way you choose your skills. Um, Christine, I think you'll know what I mean, because you, you've, you've finished the game long. Yeah. But, so, for example, I'm playing Cassandra, I have a, an emphasis on, like, on both, like, the warrior and assassin-like, um... Uh, skill tree. Where... I, what is it, like, my proficiency is, like, in fire and just pure attacking, right? Pure attack damage, while also being able to sneak around and, like, take out, uh, take out guys with, like, an assassination from behind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, 
that that's sort of been my like void to fill right i have no idea what's happening in the story but i, I don't care either yeah it's kind of a lot of loose ends yeah it, it, <laughs> it but i i love the world i love just wandering around it's become one of those things where i turn off the markers and just wander and then if it'll i'll see like on the screen like oh new location discovered and then i'll turn on whatever objectives there are like oh um loot this box loot this chest kill this guard all this stuff so that's all i've been doing Last I saw the story, um, I think I, I met Sophocles, and that's it. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I had no idea. Oh, I'm sorry? You got a while to go. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt it, but I'm I'm enjoying the journey there. I do have, like, one story from the game. Like, you know, last time I played, I, I found this camp full of hunters, right? And mm-hmm. the so it was, like, it was, like, these, like, three hunters. Um, they had two wolves with them that they had, you know, they had trained and, and a bear. Um, so, oh yeah, I think I know. So the I, objective, I seen a lot of camps like that. Yeah. So the objective for the camp was kill the, kill the main, the head hunter of the group and loot a chest. So, and I've somehow managed to finesse this. I kill, I stealth killed the, the hunter. I was detected I led them out of the camp, ran back in, looted the chest, and ran. I ran, and as I ran, my, the little marker came up saying, "Quest, uh, what is it? Area completed. <laughs> Area completed." Um, so, Assassin's Odyssey has been very fun so far. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite RPGs this gen so far because of how it sort of like streamlines everything in the best way. The grind, there is a grind, but I've made it fun. And that's all I'm at. The combat never gets old. I always lo- I, I have a pre- I love getting in fights so much. I have like I had like the maximum bounty, out on me. Um, and I, I the only reason I knew I did was because I got a trophy for it. Um, and then the last game I've been playing is um, uh, Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch, which is an RP. It's JRPG, um, from the PlayStation Three. I I was you know I missed I missed out on it and I was never gonna buy a PS3 copy because those like are expensive, so but they announced a remaster, hey. they announced a remaster of it on PS4 back in September. I finally picked it up. It's a game I needed because everything is everything's like depressing. I don't want to play any more like post-apocalyptic game. I I, did, I stopped playing Days Gone because it felt too real. Um, I was tempted on pick, play, replaying Last of Us 1 before the second one comes out, but I felt, no, that's a bit too real also. Um, same thing, games like The Division 2, no, I'm good. But, you know, this game, it's this delightful little JRPG with, um, what is it, with all the cut, like, a lot of the cutscenes are done by uh, Studio Ghibli, the minds behind Spirited Away, Kiki Delivery Service, and Princess Mononoke. Beautiful. I love it. I'm glad I'm playing it. It is the perfect game for this, where if I'm ever feeling down, you turn this on, and I'm in love. Um, and I had a few ga- so I also downloaded a bunch of games on my hard drive, because might as well be all the time around. Um, I int- okay, so I, I downloaded Divinity Original Sin 2. Christine and I know the, the pain that this game has caused trying to learn it. But yeah. I decided I'm going to play it, I'm going to learn how to play it. I want to know why, and I, you know, I just need like one minute, right, to like just uninterrupted to figure it out, and then I can probably get on with it. I redownloaded the first Jack and Daxter because, as you know, the there's that rumor that 
all the mainline Mario 3D Mario games are coming to Switch. And so, you know, Mario 64, Galaxy, um, Sunshine, they're, they're coming to Switch in some remaster form or some re-release form. And I'm like, awesome. I really need a 3D platformer right now. So I read that with Jack and Baxter. And <laughs> I, I know, like, quarantine time is when we're all supposed to be, like, completing our backlogs, I've added more to it <laughs> with these last two. <laughs> so there's a huge sale on like PS2 games on the PS4. I got two JRPGs. One is so Wild Arms 3 and Rogue Galaxy. One is a Western-themed RPG because, of course, oh, like legit Western, like you play as cowboys and everything. And the other is a is a sci-fi action RPG, kind of like Star Wars. It's all cel-shaded. So I'm very excited. Um... One last thing before we get to like the big question I wanted to ask. Um, Christine, you talked about you're watching Turn. I started a show too, because anything's possible in these times. I started watching Deadwood. Um, Deadwood was this HBO show. Um, it's a Western show. It takes place in, like, you know, that. Where exactly is Deadwood located? I forgot. I forgot what the show said. Um, does the name uh, Wild Bill Hickok um, sound familiar to you? No. So he was a this host of like wild uh, west shows back in the eighteen hundreds, right? He, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he like a lot of acting like that, a traveling show. He's uh he's like a main character in this, and um, in, in real life he had died playing a poker, a poker game. He got shot from the back. Um, but this show, what I love is, I've been looking for like that movie that like filled the void post Red Dead. This show does it because mm-hmm. it's not focused on action. It's not focused on anything. It's focused on the way these characters talk. It's like <laughs> very Shakespearean almost. Um, I, I like a part of my language. The word um, the word cocksucker gets used so much, but it sounds so eloquent every time it's used. It's it's amazing. I've never like seen that in a show, but every it's it's phenomenally. And I'm late on it, like I'm almost like two decades late, but it's great. Um, but that does it for me as far as what I've been up to. Christina, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Any other books? Any other movies or shows? Anything you want to watch? Um, no. Anything you you're looking forward to? Um. Well, I have a whole backlog. We um. We actually recorded another episode earlier about it, about our yes. movies that were, yeah, like <laughs> you could catch most of them there because honestly, off the top of my head, I don't really remember. Okay, good to know. So my main question is, um, you may have seen on Twitter, everyone's talking about these. Uh, the question is, what are, what are four games that um define you? And I'm sort of stealing this from our friend Carlos Rodella's podcast, So Video Games, because they also did this topic. Um. But I, I really wanted to sit down and think about, like, oh, what games really made us so, you know, I asked Christine, we wanted to sort of share a little bit about that. I think that's such an interesting thing. Um, Christine, if you want, I you can just list you all, you know, list your four and, and give your, like, little explanation for them. Um, okay, well, my four are Assassin's Creed 3, Sims 4. Animal Crossing, obviously. And, I don't know, for the for my fourth one, I'm, like, torn between, like, probably a Wii game, like, Mario Odyssey, in all honesty. I mean, not Mario Odyssey, um, Mario Galaxy. Just because those are games, like, that I've played almost religiously. 
So go ahead and go through what, what, why this game would define you. What does it mean to you? Okay, well, Assassin's Creed 3, that was one of the first games I ever got into. I actually got my um, PlayStation because of it. So it's like I, it was a game that I got into not because of the actual like game itself, but because of the history behind it. Like, duh, of course. Um, it was one of the games that really got me into the whole series. And it was one of the games that also got me like into that year of gaming, which was a really good year for gaming. Um, The Sims 4, if you know me, you know I play like those games religiously like everybody else does. Like you play them little by little and you mod them. And it's kind of like one of those like feel good games that like you, you just go at your own pace, you know. Um, And I don't know, like I, I like to do different like characters to... To, like, do different scenarios and live out different lives because that's basically the whole purpose of the game, right? Um, the third one is Animal Crossing. I, like I said, I got into it with New, with New Leaf, but ever since I did, it's just, like, a very calming game, like, what we've been talking about earlier. It's kind of like a feel-good game. It reminds me a lot of The Sims because it's, you create a lot of, like, it's, it's customizable, you know? Um, it's also really cute. So it's a really cute game too, and it's like, it's, like, it's not very, it's time consuming, but it won't drain you. Like, in the sense, like, a conventional video game, like you said, like, Last of Us would. So it's like a feel-good game. And then my final one is Mario Galaxy, because I remember as a child I used to play that religiously, and I used to think it was so difficult. And now playing Odyssey, like, I see the comparisons, and it's just, that, that games, those games and that series is just so good. Okay, Such cool. a, yeah, it's like, a, it's a nice little game. I like that. I remember, we're like, playing with the Wii Remote and the Nunchucks. <laughs> oh, that's nice. But yeah, those are my defining games. Um, that's nice. So my four are uh, Super Mario World, uh, Super Monkey Ball. Grand Theft Auto Five and Bloodborne. So Mario World, um, the story that came, Arlie, you know, my cousin, friend of the podcast as well. He, he, he had what was it? My my dad told me he he told me like that day like that Arlie gave me his uh, Super Nintendo. I later learned that his mom had given it to me. My aunt had given it to me, um, <laughs> which like, must suck. But I got you know I got a Super Nintendo out of it. So. The, um, in that bag of games, there's some great stuff. Stuff like the uh, the video game adaptation of Jurassic Park, Sim Ant, which oh, is the only Sim game I got into, and one of my all-time favorite games of all time, um, Down Game Country 2. But the game that really like stuck with me, you know, especially thinking about this now, was Super Mario World, which um, is arguably probably the greatest 2D Mario game ever. Um... Mm-hmm. better better than the first game better than the third game i don't care what anyone says yes yeah, like this is it this is like my favorite better than yoshi's island significantly better than yoshi's island sumar world um the, the reason why it sucked it's, it stuck with me because this is like the first game i remember my 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 dad like spit, like beating for me like helping me out with it so we mm-hmm. would play it a lot like a lot a lot 
and it's still one of my. I think it, it to the to the testament of this game and how how what good memories I have with it when the Switch announced that online feature where they were gonna add like Super Nintendo games. Um, mm-hmm. Mario World was the first game I played, and it brought back like a flood of memories. But it, I have my Super Nintendo Classic too that I bought, and I it, it's still one of those games like I can go back to. Um, the other game, Super Monkey Ball. Um, this is the first like true game I got for myself. That was a hand me down that I I had gotten as a gift. So Christmas, I got the the collector's edition GameCube with like the Zelda disc that is super hard to find now that I don't have anymore. Um, had no oh, interest in Zelda at all. Um, I had an interest in Super Monkey Ball. The first Super Monkey Ball game is an absolute classic, and um, it, it it essentially defined a lot of things that I love about games now. And if you know me, like even my taste essentially can stem from this game. Um, another game I played with my dad a lot. He, him, and my brothers. So the four player game. The four there. Uh, I had two two younger brothers. The four of us played. That party mode is among the greatest and I, I I played this more than any other GameCube game. This and the sequel. Um I said Grand Theft Auto Five because also so next Grand Theft Auto Five. I said uh, the reason why is so back in high school, um this sort of defined how how hype around a game works, right? And I've said it before, mm-hmm. um the world only knows true peace when it is when Rockstar announces a game. <laughs> When GTA Five was announced, that first trailer where it's just nothing—they didn't show any gameplay. It's just music and then some voiceover. Um, everyone freaked out. Everyone theorized everything. Game Informer ran this piece where they analyzed every frame, and I never—I'd never seen that for any game before. Um, a, a year later, we got the the second trailer, which showed off a lot more. It showed off the uh, the characters had that great Stevie Wonder song. Um, again. Everyone freaked out. I've never like that. The hype cycle is was was phenomenal, and no one, no like everyone was talking about it. That's how like ridiculous it was when the game finally came out again. This like collective sigh from everyone, like holy crap, right. it's real, and it lived up. Very few games ever live up to like their their hype, right? Um, this lived up to it, and it still lives up to it. It's still one of the very finest games ever made. And it, it it completely warped my percep- my perception of how to like look at games as far as like a thing that everyone knows about as this mass media product, right? Because um, mm-hmm. you know very few games are willing to make fun of their audience and make as much money as GTA Five does, and it, it's that big of a deal. And then the last thing was um was Bloodborne. So Bloodborne made me realize this that um, I I am terrible at video games. Um, <laughs> I am horrendous at video games, but they are very, very few games, or especially this one. Um, there's still an art form they need to be celebrated. Um, they're an art form like no other. There is interactive medium where essentially the possibilities are limitless. And I, while not every game needs, like, what is it? Not every game that has a story is essentially artful. Bloodborne is the emotions that come from it, the this sense of like dread when you enter a new fight or just this sort of inspiring scenery. Um, this whole, like I said, it's dread, mostly dread of a world that's decaying and you have to like fight your way through it. The sort of like sense of victory when you encounter a boss, um, that is incredibly hard. This sense of just wonder at everything. Bloodborne to me, 
it's a it's a true like a truly 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 artistic game unlike anything else yes you can take your naughty dogs you can take your um your telltales you can take all these like very heavy story driven games bloodborne to me still is the gold standard and how an auteur driven like work needs to go um yeah those are my four and, was, and I, I love this discussion because you see so much from people and i think that's <laughs> for i think those are for now um christine what work yeah. can people find you um you can find me at scarlet marked you want to sh- share really your friend any... huh do you want to share your friend code too so people can go visit your island it's long <laughs> but no nobody's coming into my island anymore okay Closing the borders, period. <laughs> um, no you, more. You could find me. Well, first find the podcast at waypoint underscore set. Um, you could also follow me, waypoint set CJ. I will post all my writing in the description below, whether it's Screen Rant, whether it's the waypoint set blog, or whether now it's, it's uh, gamecritics.com. I will post whatever I am working on by the time this is done. Um, or I'll post my Doom Eternal review. I'll post whatever list I wrote for Screen Rant. Everything. Go check it out there. Um, Christine, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And remember, wherever the waypoint sets, we'll be there, but six feet apart. Good night.